This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. We are back with another episode of On the Nose. I'm your host, Joey Erringman. We've got the man, the myth, the lawyer, Stephen Hercheck in the studio. Hey, guys. Along with Where Did He Come From, Where Did He Go? It's Jim Palumbo. <laughs> I almost messed that up. I don't know how I almost messed that up. Almost? Yeah. No. You also I called don't. this a studio, which is fun. This is a studio. This is our <laughs> recording studio. We got we got super high tech when season two started. Um, so to kick things off, we're gonna have a little bit of a switch up here. Steven is gonna be leading us on this episode today. Yeah, damn straight I am. All right, so this is the way I got it set up. We are gonna start with a blind tasting. These guys don't even know the topic of today's episode or the whiskey of the week. They don't know anything. So I think we can just jump right in. Um, guys, pick up your glasses and tell me what you smell. All right. Ooh. Okay. So, hmm. That's, <laughs> That's corn. Yeah. I get oh, the yeah. corn. It's oh, bourbon. Yeah. So this is a bourbon. Yeah. This yep. is a bourbon. It is a bourbon. Yep. Guys are killing it right okay. away. I have Good. impressive friends. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little bit of ethanol, but mostly corn. Like it's a very, yeah. it seems like it's a very high corn to me. Yeah. I think that's which, probably I mean, right. Which is, I mean, that's a fair guess if it's a bourbon. Yeah, I don't it, know the breakdown on it. Okay. Um, actually, but I think corn is fair. Jim, yeah, I mean, do you get any rye? I don't really get a whole lot of rye. No, I get like sweetness and like fruit. I okay. thought I yeah, got rye. I get rye. the fruit. I, don't I could really be wrong. I think there. Rye. I think there's rye in it. But it's. I don't think I really pick up rye on the nose very often. Usually, like rye and spice in general, kind of gets me on the on the taste, gotcha. but not so much on the nose. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm getting rye, and I haven't looked up. Um, tasting or um on the nose notes or anything like that okay. so we can do that here in a minute once i let you guys know what it is but uh guys wrap up you got you got corn sweetness a little bit of ethanol but not much yeah maybe a little bit of fruitiness to it jim did you get anything else on that yeah i was gonna say i stick with the fruitiness i want to say kind of like a red fruit like i don't know if it's like a wine finish or a port finish or whatever oh cool yeah just oh, saying i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> But I, de- I definitely get like a dark fruity kind of sweetness to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I do smell the rye. And um, that's from my not having looked up any any tasting notes at all or know about the mash bill or anything. Um, yeah, I think I smell a bunch of rye, honestly. And you guys have me doubting that. So we'll find out if I'm <laughs> wrong. Like I might be totally wrong. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go in for the taste. Oh, I didn't cheers. Oh, well. Uh, cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Mm-hmm. You didn't say cheers, Joey. <laughs> say cheers. A mouthful of whiskey. Just no, say cheers. <laughs> there might be cheers, whiskey. buddy. <laughs> there might be whiskey running down Joey's nose right now. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh wait, I haven't tasted it yet. <laughs> Joey chased, tasted it before he cheers. So, like, what is that? Fourteen years bad luck, at least, mm-hmm. or however many years old this whiskey is. That's how many years bad luck. Oh, that's incredibly smooth. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about the rye. I get rye when I taste it now. I think it's really light, too. Yes, it's a lot lighter than I expected. It's light light on flavor, and then also there's like a brightness to it, and I don't know what it is. Oh, that's a a, cool way to put it. Thank you. Do do you guys agree? Does that sound like... Yeah, I'll agree. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, no, that's okay, but I'm I'm pretty proud of it. But, (laughs) yeah, like, I don't know what to describe it. It's not a citrusy, which is usually what I would think of when I think of something. I wonder if it's like a floralness. Like a, like a flower kind okay. of grassy. Also say, I don't think it's a high alcohol content. Like how smooth it was, I don't think it's high alcohol content. Yeah, I get content. almost that no burn. Be. 
Yeah, if we're not getting much burn and we're not getting yeah. much ethanol on the nose, probably not. I don't know. Man, I researched this episode, I promise. <laughs> God, this is one of those whiskeys that smells so different than it tastes. Mm-hmm. And I like it, but also it bothers me. Oh, the second taste was even better, I think. Um, I'll tell you guys that um, I've had this whiskey before, but um, blind tasting it with you guys, I'm gaining a new appreciation for it. Like you guys are pulling out notes and I'm like, oh, wow, thank you. I don't think I've had this before. You don't think so? I don't think so. Okay. Um, what this about, is new. And there's, what about there's the finish? Something... Let's do the finish real quick. This finish sits there. It sits there for a minute. Is it is it a long finish? Because there are long finishes you get out of like scotches it's not, and stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. It's nothing like a scotch, but it's like I, I feel it sit on the back of the tongue for a little bit. Yeah. And I, I feel like spice on the back of the tongue for a little bit. But does, yeah, maybe not, a little bit a of spice. Lot. I also get that kind of like toasted oakiness. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I think not I, really smoky, but that kind of yeah, burntness, just like the richness mm. of like, like the rich kind of burntness of the, yeah. of, the, of the barrel, basically. Mm-hmm. God, I love these notes, you guys. You're gonna be blown away when you find out what this is. I'm I excited. Love it. I'm, I'm excited. so excited. It's gonna too. be like uh, Jim Beam White Label. <laughs> and I'm gonna be pissed. No, no, I um, yeah, I just determined. I took another sip. It was my third drink of it, and I determined. I think. And this might be the stupidest thing I've said on this podcast, which is a high bar, but like I think it's kind of a banana. It's the oh, brightness. I really hope not. Did you guys get that at oh, all? I didn't get any banana. Take a sip, think of a banana, and then tell me I'm oh. wrong, and then we can like all move on. <laughs> so, Stephen, I don't know if you know this, but the best part of you saying that is Jim absolutely loathes bananas. I hate them so it's like, <laughs> like my least can't favorite thing. Stand them at all. I might be wrong. And it might and I'm gonna say it's more like the sugary runts kind of banana, not actual banana. Gotcha. Jim, do you absolutely hate this whiskey now? <laughs> if you don't I, get those notes, it's okay. Like, just, I'm not offended. So I almost kind of get banana now on the nose, but not on the taste. Okay. okay. It's funny when people point it out to you, you can pick it out sometimes. Yeah. It's like that, remember like that one time when we were drinking a beer and then Josh said it tasted like soy sauce? Yes, and, and then, then it tasted like soy sauce yeah. after that? Oh, was, God. This It didn't happen I now, couldn't stop God, thinking of that. That pissed me off a lot because yeah. I couldn't enjoy that beer anymore. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Take some guesses, guys. Take a crack at what do you think this is? Oh, God. So I guess my first guess would be New Riff. New Riff? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's not New Riff, but okay. um, throw out what people probably don't know what New Riff is so outside New Riff, of Ohio, it, I wouldn't think. Isn't well, New Riff in Ohio? No, it's, no, in, it's, it's right on the border of Kentucky. Oh, really? It's right next to Party Source. Oh, that's funny that I thought yeah. it was from Ohio. Well, I mean, it's literally across the river, so. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, New Riff is from Kentucky. It's a very new distillery. Interesting. Um, it is not New Riff. Okay. Um, Jim? You got, You can narrow it down with other questions, too, if you want to. Okay. Um, I mean, take another guess at what you think it is, if you have a guess. Is it a Kentucky bourbon? No, it is not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you might have said bourbon earlier, and I um, should have corrected you. Um, it is an American whiskey. Oh, okay. It's an American whiskey. So it's not. Okay. okay. Yeah, because we definitely... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it... So it's, is, not, so it's, it's a, a corn mash, I assume, but has it been aged the right amount for it to be called a bourbon? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It's only, so it's I not mean, a Kentucky bourbon, but it is a bourbon. Um, No. It's not no, labeled as a bourbon. It's not labeled as a bourbon. It's an American whiskey. Yep. Okay, sorry. Just, I, I wanted mean, make that, just wanted to make that clarifying yeah, yeah, note. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it an Ohio whiskey? No. No, it is not. Okay, so here. Here's how we're going to do it. Just go ahead and um, we're going to do it 20 questions style. 
I think you guys can narrow it down. I really think you can guess this one. Um, we haven't tasted it like as a group together, so you guys have never guessed this whiskey in a blind tasting before, for sure. Okay. So, my, Jim, do you have a question? Because I have a question. Uh, I'm going to go with my question. Is it a West Coast or West Western Edge of the U.S. whiskey? No, it is not. Okay. And we're is, doing um, yes-no questions. Okay. Is it an Alabama whiskey? No. Oh, dang. Oh, you, you thought it was an Alabama whiskey? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even know of an Alabama Cl- whiskey. Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays That's yeah. all Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Jim. Come on, man. I got more questions. You can't be holding me up like this. Shut up. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> yeah, go again. Yeah, I mean, if you have a question. We're is recording it a, a podcast, guys. Is it a like, Virginia whiskey? No. No, it is not. Oh, dang. Jim? Oh, I'm running it. Joey's oh. doing a good job. Like, you could swoop in on uh, his coattails right now because he's narrowing it pretty well. Is it a West Virginia whiskey? No, it is not. <laughs> Is it a Colorado whiskey? No. Damn. He asked West Side. Guys, what state also makes whiskey? All of them. Texas? No. Now I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> what state also makes whiskey? Is it a Canada? Midwest state? <laughs> um, no, you'd more consider it Southern. They sound Southern. It's not that far South, but. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah, it's a Tennessee oh, whiskey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just forgot about a state. That's okay. okay. We've all been there. So the Tennessee whiskey, is, is it a Jack, Jack Daniels? Daniels? Yeah, it's Jack Daniels, guys. Really? Yeah. Is it the single barrel select or whatever? No, it is Jack Daniels, old number seven brand, Tennessee is, Sour Mash Whiskey. It is straight Jack Daniels. This is Daniels. the regular, regular Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels whiskey. Wow. Right? I was so close by just guessing Jim Beam. Like, like yes. One other, like That's just a little bit to crazy. the side. Yeah. And we really enjoyed it. We did. Isn't that fun? I've never um, poured myself a glass of just Jack Daniels before. I haven't either. To enjoy it. And honestly, well done, Jack Daniels. That's insane, dude. That is awesome. Right? And so that's the topic of our episode this week is Jack Daniels and a little bit of cool history on it because I learned of like a kind of breaking story on Jack Daniels. Have you guys ever heard of a man named Nearest Green? I haven't. Nope. Jim. Okay, so here's the thing about Nearest Green, and I swear to God, if you go over there and Google it. (laughs) 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 Um, Nearest Green was the first master distiller of the Jack Daniels distillery. Um, And uh, this was actually the first registered distillery in the u.s so he's the first master distiller of the first registered distillery in the united states and you've never heard of him and i'd never heard of him until i set out to make a jack daniels episode and it's not even a kentucky bourbon no it is not that's crazy all right yes yeah it's not even a bourbon in general it's right, not a bourbon right. at all well because yes. bourbon i mean i guess that makes sense because bourbons didn't become a thing until after american whiskey was a thing so that makes sense yeah because bourbon is like a specialized version of like okay. a specific whiskey so i guess that's not surprising if you think about it so here's the thing about Nearest Green. Nearest Green, when he first started making whiskey for Jack Daniels, was actually a slave. So he was owned by, we believe, and we're not sure because the, the history is a little obscured because nobody kept good records of slaves in their, mm-hmm. their lineage because they were considered property, which is gross now, but a thing that happened at the time. And they actually traded slaves for their distilling skills. So... They were actually very skilled at distilling. Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm I, sorry. I just wanted to jump in. I even poured myself more Jack Daniels because of my new appreciation yeah. for it. Like this is a good whiskey. Yeah, I never would have guessed. I wouldn't have either. That is crazy. You're gonna be buying Jack Daniels and drinking it straight. I know. Oh, the first time we get it straight at a bar, they are gonna lose their shit. At a, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the. Yeah, if we go to like a whiskey bar. Yep, and they're gonna be like, "What yeah, are you they're doing?" Be like, ugh. <laughs> but. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue. I so just anyway, that um, slaves were traded for their distilling skills, which is like dope. That's so cool that they were like excellent distillers and like, oh, you're fantastic at distilling whiskey. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's gross that you would buy a person because they're um, good at distilling, but it's awesome that that is such a coveted position that we ourselves are like, oh my God, you get to be distill whiskey for a living. And like people who weren't even considered people were excellent at it that that's amazing because i would have never thought about something like that but it totally makes sense right yeah, yeah it's the, a, the like timelines it's a match that, up yeah it's a skill that comes from doing it for yeah. years and like who were the people who um worked on stuff so like this comes from black distillers hmm. and when you think of tennessee whiskey you don't think of the genius um african-american right. minds that went to work on it yeah it's it's kind of the the sad part of uh american whiskey that you never thought about but it's man extremely sad yeah and that's yeah. it's kind of a sad story but it's amazing that it's coming to light now but props to them for being able to produce like this level of distillate back then like holy cow yes. yeah let me um actually talk sorry about i'm getting that. excited about this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's super cool because it? it makes you think like how many other things that like were just being made back then were just all slave labor that you don't even think about anymore no. like not just whiskey but just goods in general yes shout out to the woman who researched this story found it out um and decided to look into it her name's fawn weaver she did a fantastic job of finding out this story uncovering it because she went back to the hometown of Jack Daniels and talked to his descendants and learned this story by talking to them because the, the green family was very close with the Daniel family. Like they okay. were, they grew up together. They all knew each other to the point where, um, she actually said that the family members, the older ones, when, uh, that actually knew people from the green family, they talked about, you know, when schools were integrated, what was it like in their town? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> you know, they they were separated in school, but out of school, they were all playing together. All the kids like oh, didn't have an issue with each other yeah. at all. So like when they integrated them, there was there were not the issues in their town huh. that we see from like old movies and things talking about how like there were riots and things. Like they integrated and they're like, oh cool, these are the kids that I played with. Like oh yeah, I just get to hang out with so, my friends even more. Yeah, it was a magical kind of town. And so, um, but anyway, back to this distilling process. Um, nearest actually taught this, this, this process to Jack Daniel, as far as we can tell, like it was, it was his work that created, you know, modern, uh, Jack Daniels, because what they do is, um, Jack Daniels is actually charcoal filtered for much longer than necessary. So generally there's a, it doesn't take very much charcoal to distill, something or to filter it excuse me so um, i knew jack daniels was charcoal filtered but i guess i don't know that much about charcoal filtering yeah, yeah. so that's actually a stipulation of tennessee whiskey in general isn't it is that it has to be charcoal filtered? i, I think. think you're right i can't oh, like okay. cite or quote that but i believe i've heard that as well if jim you can look that up real quick while Stephen keeps going through his stuff the internet yeah. which i don't know of any other like tennessee whiskeys other than jack daniels so maybe it's just like their own thing they just made up but Stephen, go ahead yeah so jack daniel 
um, dis, uh, filtered his for much longer. So they used much larger vats of charcoal. Okay. And the, what it did was it removed um, some flavors that, you know, shorter filtering processes don't remove. And then it added others which ended up adding to part of the sweetness in this whiskey's profile, which you guys pointed out the sweetness right away. So clearly it's working. Go ahead. Yeah. So it, it almost reminds me of like in Scotland and Ireland, how they have like the triple distilled versus the double distilled. The double distilled has more of the, I'll call them impurities, but more of kind of the natural flavors than yeah. the triple distilled would have. That kind of sounds like what Jack Daniels is trying to do here where he charcoal filters it longer than anything else and pulls out some of those impurities that you would normally get with a less lengthened charcoal filter. Yeah, and as far as we can tell, and it's hard with the historical records that we have, but as far as we can tell, this was Nearest Green's doing. He did it. He was the master distiller. He was the brains behind this operation. And now the cool thing is, is that not only was he the brains behind the operation, uh, a freed slave black man just revolutionizing whiskey um as far as we can tell there's it's kind of like a rumor but we're not really sure but they were africans were actually in africa making their own spirits they did have alcohol that they enjoyed over there okay yeah and they actually use charcoal filtering so there's kind of a, a belief that charcoal filled filtering came from west africa I, I I wouldn't doubt that at all. Isn't that crazy, yeah, though? Yeah, that's amazing. Like, have you ever considered West Africa and freed slaves when you drank your whiskey? No, but... Neither have I. Wow. It's... I'm on brain blast right now. Like, this is amazing at how, how much history there is to the whiskey production and everything that came along with it. Wow. Uh, it's I don't so even cool. know what to say. This is awesome. It's yeah. so cool. So... The, the great thing is, so if this method of filtering whiskey did come from West, West Africa, then the difference between bourbon and Tennessee whiskey is truly African-American. Isn't that super cool? It gives wow. me chills. Yeah. Because it's, it's first generation from Africa, Americans from Africa, not just like when people throw out, oh, no, you're African-American. It's like, I I don't, I've never been there. But like truly African-American is yeah. the difference between Tennessee whiskey and bourbon. That is amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. That's mind-blowing. Holy cow. And then just to um, cap that off, um, no other, there have been no other black master distillers since Nearest or before Nearest. Nearest Green stands alone in that category. Nearest Green. Wow. It, it blows my mind. I'm, so dude, cool. I'm going to, like, once we finish up this episode, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole just looking up near a screen <laughs> on this stuff. This That's is awesome. kind of what's happening to me right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What, what, are, what are you finding? So Anything apparently good? the process for filtering whiskey through charcoal is called, it's something called the Lincoln County process. Yes, exactly. That's so, the, yeah. Um, which is where, it's the county that Jack Daniels, the story was in. Yes. So that's where they named it all. I'm not seeing anything here about it. About relating, near a screen? Uh, I thought I just saw something about nearest green. Oh, good. Um, if Wikipedia has it, then like this country's turning around because it hasn't maybe. been a part of Jack Daniel's history for a long time. Yeah, like no one talks about it. Uh, it wasn't on their website recently. In the past, like few years, it's been added to part of like their lore. You know, because every whiskey mm-hmm. has like yeah. its own story. Right, right. 
Anyway, where we, go ahead. Um, so it says the whiskey is filtered through or steeped in charcoal chips before going into casks for aging. It's named for Lincoln County, Tennessee, which is the location of Jack Daniels Distillery at the time of its establishment, but is no longer used in that county uh, where the only remaining distillery is Benjamin Pritchard's. Uh, it goes on to, yeah, here it is. Uh, and by here, I lost it. Oh, the process was taught to Jack Daniel by Nearest Green, the namesake of Uncle Nearest Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, so The namesake of what? Uncle Nearest Tennessee Whiskey. Ooh, interesting that you should bring that up, guys. Um, so, for oh. Uncle Nearest, which was his name, ah. or what they called him, they uh, made an Uncle Nearest premium whiskey for him in his honor to help remember him by and i purchased a bottle for us to try today from i've never the jack, tried this so this is from the jack daniels distillery i think so i'm not okay. sure all yeah, right i don't know a ton about it but that um, one's in commemoration of nearest green yes that's for him. awesome i'm yes. super pumped about this <laughs> astonishingly smooth with a gentle finish uncle nearest 1856 is inspired by the best whiskey maker the world never knew Tennessee's premier master distiller and teacher, Uncle Nearest, helped perfect the distinctive maple charcoal filtering process that exemplifies the best of American whiskey. Made by hand, double distilled, and aged in American oak barrels, Uncle Nearest 1856 pays tribute to his legacy and craft. So I'm going to pour you guys a glass of this uh, Uncle Nearest 1856. And in the meantime, uh, Jim has been doing some fantastic research over here. I think he's got a few facts for us about the, the new distillery. Uh, yes. Also, a couple of fun facts. So Tennessee whiskeys, or most Tennessee whiskeys, if not all of them, seem to also meet the requirements for straight bourbon, which means 51% corn mash, new barrels, and straight, which we've talked about before means aged at least two years. But the Tennessee whiskeys prefer to label themselves as Tennessee whiskeys and with their trademark uh, charcoal filtration system, instead of calling themselves bourbon, they want to try to, it sounds like they want to try to be their own thing. In relation to this Uncle Nearest whiskey, this is not from the Jack Daniels distillery. This is actually made by working with two other Tennessee distilleries that aren't Jack Daniels. Uh, but it was founded and created by Uncle Nearest Incorporated to honor his legacy. That's so cool. Um, and this whiskey is actually very, very new, coming out only in July of 2017. So it's less than three years old. Yeah, which just says something about how very new this story is coming to the public, you know, knowledge. Yeah, and it's not like it was a cover-up. Like, I, I think no. it's probably something that was just kind of lost to history, and now they're finding it. I don't think, like, Jack Daniels is like... Oh, I don't let people know that like black people yeah, are involved in I think this. It was, I think it was just something that was just forgotten for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there was a time in this country's history where you didn't want to say, yeah, this whiskey well, yeah. was created by a black man who was a genius master distiller because that wasn't popular. But now I'm so glad we're finding it. All right. Should we get into experiencing this? What is it? The Uncle Nearest 1856 premium whiskey? Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't yeah. tried this either. All right. So what? So it calls itself. Is it like a Tennessee whiskey? I'm assuming is what it calls itself. Wait, oh, wait. Sure. We're on the nose right now. We're not gonna cheers yet. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. That's right. oh, yeah, but we talked about this. Okay. <laughs> Again, super corny, but I also get a lot of rye on it. No, oh, I thought you were talking corny about the our flavor, jokes. not corny yeah. the silliness. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am getting more ethanol on this, which makes sense. It is 100 proof. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I also feel like with corn, if there's like high corn content, you're gonna get more ethanol because. Ethanol comes from corn. 
So. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay. Where's right. Banny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Banny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm getting a lot of ethanol. It's going to take a second to get through it, I think. A lot of yeah, corn, get, not I, a lot of rye. Yeah, I, I definitely do get that kind of corn, almost weedy sweetness to it. I, I get oh. some sweetness from the oak as well. Yeah, a little bit, as I say, a little like bit of oak Kind of vanilla-y, vanilla-y. Oh, yeah, vanilla yes. for sure. Yeah, which once you get oak, you're always going to get vanilla. True. Right. I'm... <laughs> so, so if you guys hold it away a little bit, do you get, like, any kind of sugary sweetness on the smell? Oh, burnt sugar. Oh, man, you're creating a different way to smell. Like, you're smelling <laughs> it from different distances from your nose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awfully pretentious, don't you think? <laughs> finally <laughs> it's pretentious but you're not yeah, wrong we're not creating the whiskey anymore okay. we're kind of nodding at it but seriously are you are you getting any kind of sugariness yeah i, I think so now that you say it yeah, okay yeah. so i don't know if this is me just reading the bottle and then my mind going to it but <laughs> this says it's maple charcoal filtered oh okay yeah interesting and i felt like i got a little bit of that maple sweetness i don't on see the, why not i think on the nose uh, when we I, get flavor from charred oak said that is it maple charcoal? Yeah. I think Jack Daniels also said that on there when it talked about the charcoal um, filtration system. Smooth snow. I mean, it makes sense. It's oh, probably... sugar maple charcoal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you right. know who okay. probably came up with that? <laughs> Uncle Nearest himself. Oh, Uncle yeah, Nearest. <laughs> I heard of him. Um, yeah. So uh, you guys want to raise buddy. our Let's glasses to Uncle, Uncle Nearest. Nearest. Uncle, Uncle Nearest. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'm super pumped about this one. The immediate sweetness as soon as it hits your tongue, so good. <clears throat> Plenty okay. of spice on the end, though. Okay, so I forgot I was drinking out of a very much smaller glass, so I got a lot more whiskey than I wanted to. So. I'm going to say it's a, a little harsher in the finish. Yeah, I was going to say, It's not yeah. a bad thing. It's but just, it's stronger I think that's the high proof, warm. like you said it was. Yeah, was yeah it's it, the high proof. Yep. It's real warm going on, going down. Like, I'm going to talk about the finish way early right now. Jim's yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. smooth. We weren't ready for the... I think yeah, after Jim, the very mellow lightness of Jack Daniels, that's true. this is a step up. This yeah. might be Jim's first whiskey as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's your first, is this well, your first I got, time? Is your first so time? Cute. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I've never had this before. So, like, whiskey is... What again? <laughs> but no, like, you I like, just, Jim, I got, do you like whiskey or bourbon? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. How dare you? Uh... No, I just I got a lot more in that taste than I wanted to, so I was not ready. Gotcha. It's very good. Second taste is uh, different. It changes a little bit. Um, I'm going to say more corn. Um, I want It's some kind of... It's so probably oakiness. Dude, probably I can't wait to tell people this story, but sorry. Back we to already, the, we're, we yeah. already did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, we're doing it right now. <laughs> That's what this is for. Are you, guys, yeah. are you guys getting rye? I'm getting some rye on this one. I'm not getting a lot of rye. Really? Maybe a little bit of rye. I uh, look up, of... uh, do you want to look up the mash bill? I can it try if they Yeah, do. I mean, yeah. If they, do, if they might not say it, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Uh, I get I get super smooth over the entirety of the tongue. And then just as it goes down, I get a little bit of heat to it. And I think that's just the high proof of it. But Probably. Man, that's just... That, that's an easy drinker. It's smooth and it just goes down so easily. It's so smooth. Steven, it's are you looking to see if it's in your uh, book right now? I am. Okay. I doubt it's in here because I think this book came out before this whiskey came out. Gotcha. We'll take a look. But yeah, that's okay, just... so they don't have the mash bill, but I do have tasting, smelling notes, and all that. Oh, perfect. 
Go for it. So okay, do you want me? Do you, okay. do you have nose first? Yeah. Okay, go for nose because we already did on the nose. Baled hay, pumpkin seeds with <laughs> subtle notes of ripe stone fruit and caramel corn. I'd okay, say ripe stone fruit and caramel corn for sure. Yes, yeah. that's I what I got. Literally, well, was about to say. We'll that. say caramel corn. It's caramel, but yeah, sure. We'll <laughs> say caramel corn and stone fruit. Okay. Yeah, it's fruit. <laughs> fruit. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever that means. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> we're so pretentious, and then complain about pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get annoyed at other people's pretentiousness, but I'm right when I say it. <laughs> That's the theme of the podcast. Is that in the show notes? Like, yeah. when you look up, <laughs> we're very right. pretentious. It's everyone else it's... who's wrong. I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yep. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to go into tasting? Yeah, what do you yeah, got go for, for the palate? Yeah. Oh, also, okay. So there's more detail on the nose at the bottom. Uh, dried grass, stone fruit, notes of ripe peach and apricot, caramel corn, and sweet maple. Which peach and I, apricot oh, are I stone got the fruits. sweet maple I on the say, nose. I get maple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maple. Yeah. So palate, spicy caramel up front with proof, or with the proof, hints of maple, then mellows with dried fruit and floral notes. Sweetness and spice reminiscent of freshly baked oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> okay, I guess. Fuck you, you Uncle Nearest. <laughs> God damn it. Like, <laughs> we turned so fast. It was so close. Like, he was doing yeah, he, so well. He means the whiskey. He means the whiskey. Yeah. The guy's <laughs> fine. He take, didn't have Take out the oatmeal this. cookie part of it, and yeah, I'm I, good. I think we identified all of that stuff. We didn't word it the same yeah. way, but up yeah. front you get yeah. sweet warmness, and mm-hmm. then at the end you get spiciness. Like yeah. that, I think. Along with the proof. Like, I they mentioned the proof in there yep, as well. Yeah. I didn't yep. know you could just say spicy caramel. Those are just two different things. You can't just put them together and say it's a different thing but i get both they sure did and they were right they just Mm -hmm. did it yep uh finish do we want to go into the finish or what do you guys think of the finish i think the finish is very long it's super warm honestly the first taste is pretty hot going down but then it's just warm after that i would say the warmth stays with me but Mm -hmm. overall not too long of a finish i mean i I would call it a a mellow finish like it's kind of there but it's not super strong but it doesn't die away super quick either okay so maybe um there is a finish the finish is good, but it slowly fades. It doesn't last terribly long. Well, all the finishes yeah. will slowly fade. It's a finish. But well, it, it fuck lingers. me then. Thanks, I'm Jim. Gonna, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the mellow, the mellow finish. Okay. Like it's not overpowering, but there's still some there. So could you say that it's long and rich finish and lingers pleasantly sweet on the palate with notes of vanilla? Because <laughs> that's what I think no. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> For anybody who's not uh, fluent in sarcasm, he read that. <laughs> yeah, I well, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I am too. This, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. Like that was an awesome episode. Thank you. I love yeah. the story behind it. That's that's amazing. Yeah, because I'm, and I'm super I glad I love Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of mad that you already blew our minds by making us think that making us realize that Jack Daniels is good. Then you told us a whole story about slavery and how there's like a whole other whiskey that honors a slave that made whiskey possible in america and it's also delicious i'm 100 about all those delightful facts i'm just i don't know i'm just mad at things that are good dude i'm 100 percent putting saying it's right it's just you're mad I that am. i said <laughs> yeah i'm putting jack daniels and uncle nearest in my collection like i have to at this point like oh, yeah. that's amazing for sure you do yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. everyone does like if you hear this story and don't go buy yourself a, a bottle of jack daniels like what are you doing? Yeah. Like it's yeah, so like it's so easy to buy a bottle. It's not expensive. Right. How how right. much is the Uncle Nearest? The eighteen fifty six. Uh, fifty dollars. Okay. Yep. Okay. 
That's a little. That's a little up there, but like, I would uh, say it's worth it. I mean, but they're, they're just starting, and we paid for the story. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And it's also it is a blim, blend. A blem? Oh, it's a blem. What's it's a blem? It's a blimp on the radar. <laughs> <It's a blimp. laughs> uh, so it is a blend on the of radar. Yeah. Nice save. That's what I meant. So it is a blend of eight and fourteen year old whiskeys, and okay. it is also a higher proof. This is a, it's a what hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol. So well, I, I believe so. Let me double so check a fifty fifty dollars for that bottle. Yes, it's, 100 proof. That makes it a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, so, so it's old. It's well-aged, especially for an American whiskey, like a Tennessee mm-hmm. whiskey. Because what is this Jack Daniels? You have the bottle over there. How old is it? Or does uh, it even say? Probably doesn't say. Uh, they call it Old Number 7 brand. Uh, well, that's probably the age. Thank I you. I don't think there's a... <laughs> so no, they do. I'm pretty sure they said that Jack Daniels and most Tennessee whiskeys meet the criteria for straight bourbon. So oh, if so it meets the criteria... So if it meets the criteria for straight bourbon, we all know that means it was aged at least. Yep, I agree. Two years. <laughs> That's what you said. I forget right. everything. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm on board. I assume, um, and this is just a this is a big assumption um, that because they're a new distillery, they're probably outsourcing their whiskey and blending it for the flavor that they want. Yeah. And as the years go by, they will slowly their whiskey that they are aging themselves will come of age and they'll slowly start introducing that and putting that out as well. That's what a lot of new distilleries yeah. do. Um, and that $50 price tag is probably for two reasons. It's um, probably because one, it's delicious. And um, two, it's an excellent story. It's a piece of American history, a piece of whiskey lore. It's fantastic. Dude, and that's what I love about it is a lot of the whiskeys will just kind of come up with their bullshit lore mm-hmm. to, help sell the brain and everything mm-hmm. like that especially this with is, american whiskey like yeah. american whiskeys and bourbons in, in particular are very this is legit that. dude i love the story that goes behind jack well, that's what Daniels made us fall in love with whiskey i think in in the first place was the history and the stories behind it right like we oh. started with irish whiskey primarily but like mm-hmm. there's plenty of history here in america that we didn't even know about right slaves and it makes for a very great inspiring story yeah it's fantastic so all right, guys, I think that wraps it up. Any final comments on any of this? I, I had a lot of fun with that story and blind tasting that. So thank you, Stephen, for allowing us to do that. Yeah, thanks for playing along. <laughs> Jim, anything yeah. else? Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I don't know if we've ever done this before, but we highly endorse Uncle Nearest Whiskey. Yes. Um, and Jack should... Daniels for that matter. And Jack Daniels, yeah. yeah. But especially, Uncle... I feel like it's important for people to like know Jack about Uncle Jack Daniels Nearest. by Uncle Nearest. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. But also the Uncle Nearest Whiskey on its own. Like mm-hmm. People should know about that. Right. 100% agree. So, All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I'm on Instagram at Erringman's Pub. I will make sure that there's pictures posted of uh, the Uncle Nearest bottle. So if you're ever looking for it uh, out in your local liquor shop, uh, once again, Instagram at Erringman's Pub. Uh, guys, thanks for being here today. And Stephen, once again, thank you for the show. Yeah, it was it was so fun to do. Um, all right me too there is there's jim <laughs> all right thanks everybody oh 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 yeah, say uh, the thing sorry yeah. oh, once again Joey. once again the best whiskey is shared with friends and stories bye everyone bye see you this is on the nose with joey erringman son there's no wrong way to consume alcohol